0: Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to, ah, oh, review it yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. Well, I uh, meant to review this earlier, but uh, ended up putting scene around the back of a toilet. You know, didn't expect to be doing that when I woke up this morning. Welcome to Review It Yourself. So today we're going to be reviewing The Time Traveller's Wife. Now this is a film that I have been wanting to watch for a while. I do like time travel type films, especially ones that use it in slightly, in a slightly quirky way. But I can't remember what year the film came out. Ah, it'll be in the title. Okay. So it was a really attention-grabbing start. There's a young boy in the car with his mum and they're driving... They're singing in German. They're singing a song called Es ist ein Ross Entsprungen, which means it is a rose sprung up. That's the English translation. And it's a Christmas carol um, that's sang in Germany. And that's how it starts. So on top of, you know, like when you see the production companies, so 20th Century Fox or whoever it is, when you start to see those, this song plays over them, um, of the little boy and his mum singing it. That was an interesting start. And basically, the the little boy's in the back, the mums in the front, you know, they're singing. But you see they can speak English as well. And the the mum sees a truck coming towards her. It skids on the ice because it's snowing. And just uh, the car gets hit and it spins. And the little boy starts to disappear. Henry's called he starts to kind of morph and disappear fade away. And he wake well, he, he doesn't wake up, he fades and he appears on the side of the road. I mean you don't see anything, obviously, but he, he's he's got no clothes on, but this this comes into it later. Um it's and he sees the car blow up. And I think somebody comes and Throws a blanket around him and asks him if he's okay. And obviously, his mother's been killed. And his older, se- oh, his, older se- his older self appears with a blanket. And his older self is Eric Banner, played by Eric Banner. And he explains he's from the future that, that everything's going to be okay because obviously this kid's traumatized. Well, his younger self is traumatized. His mum's just been killed in front of him. He's survived and you know he's he's disappeared in one place and reappeared in the other and oh before he appears at the side of the road he times travel back time travels back a few weeks and he sees himself being read a story to by his mother and his father at home and then he fades away before obviously the same and obviously it's we go back to the older eric eric banner who the older henry who appears in a library next to his clothes because whenever he fades away his clothes are left where he disappears so from what you might call present day whenever he goes back is like his, his clothes drop then he appears naked wherever he wherever he is so he becomes obviously um he becomes an expert at picking locks and steal petty theft because he has to steal clothes so otherwise he gets in an awful lot of trouble and you know somebody I don't know if it's at work but somebody says to him oh, have you got big plans for Christmas Eve and he says oh oh yeah big plans and you see him sat in kind of a diner you know pouring booze into his and it was coffee and he's at the library and Rachel McAdams who's studying there he works there as kind of Some collections guy and Rachel McAdams comes up to him, and she's obviously she plays Claire Absher and she knows him, but he doesn't know her, so she's like, Oh, Henry, it's really lovely to see you. Um, you said this would happen, but obviously, he's like, I don't know who you are, and she asks him out for a date and says, Oh, we'll go to your favorite place, and obviously, you can see he's kind of confused but intrigued and agrees to go on this date with her. And she's, you know, she says, oh, you're so young. And he, but he doesn't seem to be able to control when he goes back. You know, he, you know, there's part of it where he knows he's going. I think he explains in one part of it. It's like he gets tingly in his fingers and his toes and then he's, he's just gone. And he travels back, but he doesn't choose when. Sometimes he goes to the same places. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, I wasn't sure if he could though, because he gets he gets he breaks into the seventies or the eighties. He breaks into a, into kind of this clothing store to, to steal clothes, obviously, because he's naked when he's gone back. And he gets arrested by the police, and he dis well a police officer and he get and he disappears in the back of the car. And that that was so, but it makes it clear he, he can't control it, and he's been trying to figure out there's certain things that make him travel. So, um, when he goes on the state with, with, um, Claire, she says to him, you know, drinking makes you travel, you know, and she mentions he's got a doctor and he says, I don't have a doctor. She says, oh, he's helping him with this, that, and the other. Um, and he says things like our oh, big events seem to pull me in. And, you know, Rachel That uh, Rachel, sorry. That that's the actress. Claire says, you know, I've been in love with you my whole life. And because it turns out she first saw him when she was six. Um and he's you know, he explains he can't control he can't control it. He steals clothes from the first person he sees or from from a shop nearby if he can. And you know, Claire's friend finds out uh, who's played by ron livingston and who has a good part in it and he time travels back and he gets on the subway henry travels back and he gets, ends up on the subway and he bumps into his mother singing and she and he meant she said, oh what's your name she's oh, it's henry she's like oh, that's funny i've got a three-year-old at home and you know you can see he's shocked but quite happy to see his mother and then you see in the present day his dad um well, I wrote down he's a drunk, but I don't think he is. I just think he's struggling with the death of, well, he's still struggling. I mean, it's, it's what if he was, I mean, it's like at least 20 odd years later. He's still struggling. You know, he says, I miss her every day. And, he, you know, Henry mentions, oh, I'm going to get married because you gather the time has passed a little bit. And he's going to get married to, to Claire. And the dad obviously gives him his mother's wedding ring to propose to Claire with, and he goes and meets her parents. Her parents are very well to do. You know his dad. Him and his dad seem to be kind of working class, whereas the I know America don't make it like this, but from from a British perspective, you know he's very much working class. You know although his mum was a magician, uh, not a magician, Jesus. <laughs> his mother was a musician sorry um and obviously his dad's a musician as well they don't look massively well off they don't look poor but they don't look massively well off whereas the obviously claire's parents are really well to do you know they're the kind of people who go deer hunting and i know actually to be fair in america that hunting isn't an upper class thing i don't think um but in this country you know people who go grouse shooting and that kind of thing tend to be upper class you know upper middle class or, or upper class anyway so and obviously he meets the dad and um you see them get married and you know they start with their relationship but obviously his traveling there which is a good way of putting it, his time traveling affects their relationship because he, he, he disappears and he do, there's no set rule for how long he's gone. He disappears at some of the most inopportune times, you know, when he's carrying the dinner plate. So uh, I think he disappears on Christmas Eve and, you know, he reappears two weeks later. Obviously, she's not happy because obviously he's missed Christmas, he's missed New Year's and he decides, right, we're going to make this work for us and he, he doesn't tell her, but he he wins $5 million on the lottery. So that that means he can get her, you know, this they can get this big house, uh, get her a little studio so she can do her painting. She's an artist. And you know, she says to him Yeah, so and a wounded Henry appears. You know, he's been shot and he fades into the hallway whilst Claire's friends are there. And you know, he looks older but not by an awful lot. And then he disappears. And I think she says to him, you know, I think it's fa- it's time you find Dr. Kendrick. And he obviously looks for this Dr. Kendrick and he says there's only three of them and he finds the last one. And he say, the, this Dr. Kendrick says, I'm not a doctor, I'm a geneticist. And he thinks that Henry is crazy. Well, crazy is the wrong word. Well, no, did they mention crazy? I'm sure he says, the thing, you know, he'll think I'm crazy in it. And, you know, this guy thinks he's mentally ill and says, the doctor says, look, I can offer you help. And obviously he gets up and says, this is an absolute waste of time. But then later on, he gets a CT scan and the doctor explains it's kind of like epilepsy, your, your brain, before you disappear. Ah, that's right, because he disappears from the MRI machine. He disappears um, and the doctor's like, oh God, so he believes in then. And... He says before you disappear there's like a, a massive massive amount of activity in your brain almost like we'd see before an epileptic seizure and you see that claire um she miscarries a baby and you, you gather that she's lost several children she loses well she she loses she miscarries quite a lot because they just dis, they discuss how she's never made it past a certain amount of weeks and they're walking down uh, henry and claire are walking down the street arguing and a girl steps out a girl of maybe nine or 10 steps out of a shop like front and smiles at them as they walk past and that's quite fleeting but I thought I wonder who that that girl is and I was thinking oh, I wonder if that's another traveller and you know is it the daughter is it is it maybe claire claire when she's little no it can't be claire when she's little because it doesn't look the same scrap that and you know henry sees Henry wants them to stop trying for a baby because he doesn't, you know, he says, you know, you could be in danger. It could affect your life because it's, you know, and Henry gets a vasectomy in secret because they they think what's happening is the baby, because of Henry's genes that he's passed on, the babies are travelling. The babies are just disappearing from the womb. Which, if you think about it too much, is horrific because... Anyway, no, yeah, it's not. Let's not think about that. Um, obviously, it's affecting her, and so I was thinking at this, but oh well, that, that girl can't be their daughter if he's had a vasectomy, and basically, he he, you know, he goes and he, you can see Henry's terrified that um, how she's going to react to this. Then he, he disappears again, and he wakes up in a zoo cage, and he manages to get out of the cage and. I think he, he must take somebody's uh, he, I think he breaks it like a store cupboard and he comes out dressed as a zookeeper um, I remember a staff at the zoo and this little girl shouts him and he says so can he only go backwards in time or did he go forward he must have gone forward I thought he always went back Oh, no, no, I think he goes backwards and forwards, sorry, because there's a point where he says he's he's never been past his own lifetime before. Anyway, so he goes forward in time, sorry, and this little girl shouts him, says, Daddy, and runs up to him. And he, You know, she says she's 10 and, you know, he's 38 at this point. And, you know, she says, Dr. Kendrick calls me a prodigy. Because she she can travel as well, but she's got much more control than he ever had. He's never had any control where she has control. And she can stop herself from travelling if she gets that feeling. She says that she sings. And she says, you know, that, and her name's, her name's Alba. Because she's... Ah, sorry, I tell a lie. I tell a lie. Uh, let's have a look. But yeah, so at this point... Um, Claire meets a younger version of Henry because he rings her and wants help and she goes and takes him claws and then this is just after Henry's had the vasectomy and she she has sex with the younger Henry before he had his vasectomy and gets pregnant that way um, and basically uh, Alba who's his little girl she says oh I've really missed you and he says well and he knows, he says, how long have I been gone? And she says, you know, you died when I was five. And obviously this is the part where he says I'm surprised because he's, he's never travelled past his own life before, his own lifetime. And Henry tells Claire that he's met he's met her and he says she's going to be called Alba. We, we, we name her Alba. Uh, but he doesn't tell her that he dies. He doesn't tell her that he's there. And he... You know, the, it flashes forward a couple of years. and uh, Montages forward a couple of years, sorry. I was thinking why they are written mortgages down, but it's it montages. And it's, you know, he, he, he's quite melancholy because it's the last one he's ever going to see. And he knows he will die before she turns six. And you see the older Alba comes back and mentors her younger self. Alba of about 10 or 11 comes back and is trying to prepare younger Alba for what, what's going to happen because she knows he'll die, because she, Alba, young Alba, the so present day Alba, tells her her mum, she tells her, you know, daddy's going to die. And then there's also an awful an awful part when Henry disappears, and then when he reappears, he's got a really, and I mean a really fr- badly frostbitten leg, Um, because I think some guys chase him and lock him in a freight car, they don't really explain this in winter, but they don't really explain it. I presume it's when he tries to seal somebody's clothes. And I'm sure that you see this in the background of another scene. I'm sure there's a part where that Henry's at a train station. At the forefront and in the background, you can see some people running around in the in the shadows. So I think that's when it was, if, uh, if I ever watch this again. And... Um. Obviously, he gets taken to the hospital, and he, he's stuck in a wheelchair, and he's th- for, for the time being till his leg heals properly. And he, he thinks, what What am I going to do? You know. You know, he gets put on tablets, so it makes him travel a lot more. And his daughter says, "You know, please try to stay, Daddy." That was a, quite a powerful scene, you know. And you get the impression she's not just talking about him traveling away. She. Because every time he travels, the more he travels, the more likely he is that he comes back with this gunshot wound that will ultimately kill him. And obviously, if he, if he goes back in his legs like that, he can't get away. He can't take, get clothes. And... So it's not an ideal situation. He helps teach his daughter how to pick a lock. And then it's Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Um and he's, oh, was it was it Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve? Because there was fireworks and things. I got the impression it was Christmas Eve, but I may be wrong. And in front of the fire with his family, it's all very, you know, again, like I said, it's all very sad because it's tinged with sadness. Everyone's happy, but it's tinged with sadness because he knows that it's not long until he goes. It's not long until he travels away and then, he you know, he, he's going to die. And he thanks his friend, who's played by Ron Livingston. You know, for being such a good friend. Because he's originally Ron Livingston's character. I can't remember his name. He's originally Claire's friend, and Henry t- tells him quite early on that you know I travel, I time travel, and he's a good friend. And Ron Livingston obviously was part saw wounded Henry, really, really mortally wounded Henry. Um, earlier in the film, so he knows, and you know he hugs him and thanks him, and he takes uh Henry asks Claire to come outside and she's like, God, it's freezing and everybody's here and he says, Oh she, she realises she looks him in the face and realizes you know it's time and she says to him, you know, I wouldn't change anything, I wouldn't give up a second, you know, I wouldn't give up one second of our life together. And then he disappears and you find out he, he goes back and he gets shot accidentally by her dad who's hunting a stag. He appears near this stag and Dad takes a pot shot. At it misses it, but it hits Henry. But he doesn't see because obviously Henry's naked and white. He just doesn't see him. Uh, and he, he appears and disappears that quickly as well. And he appears back at the house. This is where I wrote down that it was New Year's. She says, "Why did you invite all these people?" He said, "Well, I didn't want you to be alone." Obviously, Henry Henry dies. You know, with his daughter by his side and his wife and his friends. And then it flashes forward and Alba sees Henry when she's nine. He comes out because he, he comes out in the, the same meadow where where he met her, uh, where he met Claire for the first time. And he says, your mum still leaves, clo- leaves clothes out because she gets into the habit of leaving clothes out for him when she's a little girl because she never knows when he's going to turn up. And she says... And obviously, she shouts her mum, and her mum runs all the way, you know, down this hill. And you think, oh, is she going to get there before he disappears? Because you gather, it's obviously, if she's not, it's four years since he's died. And he says, oh, to the daughter, he says, oh, you're, you know, your mum's pregnant, and, you know, we're all happy and everything like that. And he says to his his wife, runs down, and he says to her, look, don't don't spend your life waiting. I can't stay here, I've got to go, but he has to travel back. Well, he can't stop himself anyway, but he has to go back, you know, to to raise his daughter and be with his wife. And And it made me think, as tragic as that would be, nobody ever gets that. No one ever gets, you never get even, you know, a couple of minutes, five minutes, a few hours with with somebody who's passed away. So in that respect, is, is she, you know, not lucky that he's gone, but lucky that... Lucky that he's there. So yeah. Overall not a bad film. Probably wouldn't watch it again. Uh, I doubt that it's aimed at me. But. Definitely worth a watch. Um, Probably would be a. Decent date night kind of movie. Kind of film really. Um, So yeah. If you could. um, Thank you for listening. If you could go and review this on Podchaser, I'd really appreciate it. Just give me a chance uh, to know how it's doing. Obviously, this is the first uh, podcast where I've actually added a little bit of sound effects, done a little bit of editing, so hopefully it'll sound a little bit more polished and I'm sounding a bit more relaxed as well. Sorry if you hear the dog barking in the background. It's not ours. Uh, I wouldn't leave a dog out. It's quite cold here now. So, yeah, thank you for listening and uh, hopefully you'll Tune in for the next one.